Howdy, folks, and welcome to another episode of Allergic to Silence, wherein I pontificate for a few minutes about whatever the hell floats to the surface of my thinking and share it for your entertainment. Today, I'm going to tell you about a specific social media phenomenon called the Kia Challenge. Is it a challenge to go out and do positive things for the world, like the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge? <laughs> nope, it's not. It's about a bunch of teenagers doing hooligan shit, and I only care because it affected me personally. Let's make some noise. So, a little background detail before I go popping off at the mouth about everything Kia has done wrong. Let me begin by talking about what Kia has done right. I've been driving these things for years, and my experience has been almost entirely a positive one. Kias are affordable, their transmissions are unkillable, and the 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty? They stand by it. My experiences with Kia, their dealerships, have all been pretty much positive. Right up until a few months ago, when my forte was pilfered by a pair of miscreants who took my vehicle in fewer than 10 minutes. How'd they do it? Are these hardcore vehicle thieves trained in the subtle art of disengaging security features to quickly slide out with a stolen set of wheels? Nope. They were some dumbass fucking teenagers addicted to TikTok and, from the way they moved, methamphetamine. So here's the deal. Kia decided to cut corners a few years back and not ship immobilizers as standard equipment on their vehicles, beginning in years 2011 all the way up to 2021. Now, if you're like me, you don't really know shit about cars except how to fill the tank, change the oil, and maybe parallel park. So, here's a brief primer. An immobilizer is a device that, as the name suggests, immobilizes the vehicle and stops it from being easily hot-wired. It's a simple, cheap gadget, and it's a standard safety feature in pretty much all vehicles from all manufacturers and has been for decades. But not Kia, or Hyundai, as a matter of fact. The Koreans apparently decided they'd shave a few cents off the bottom line and pad their fucking pockets by excluding immobilizers on their vehicles. So what is required to steal a vehicle like this? A screwdriver, a USB cable, and courage. That's it. That's all you need to steal a Kia and get the fuck away with it. Some clever bastard discovered that if you obliterate the steering column, you can access the internals, which, as I mentioned earlier, have no immobilizers. It so happens that there is a recess in the contraption that almost perfectly accommodates a USB-A cable, same you use to charge your phone. Teenagers being the level-headed and reasonable folk that they are, they shared this information to TikTok, and thus was born the Kia Challenge, a social media curse, where kids whose fathers definitely walked out on them celebrate their quick-fingered misappropriation of shit that ain't theirs. These dopey motherfuckers are doing a lot of damage, and sometimes they pay for it with their last breath. No, really, a quartet of dipshit know-nothings whose futures are now nobody's concern decided to participate in this challenge, and they died as a result crashing someone else's vehicle and putting an immediate end to their meaningless, needless, 
wasteful excursion. They didn't have to die, but they did. And it's so, so wasteful. If it sounds as though I'm angry, it's because I am. Not just at having my shit stolen, I mean, that sucks, but I am mad as hell at Kia, at Hyundai, at social media for even allowing this problem to balloon the way it has. And boy, you better believe me when I say it has ballooned. Car thefts in Chicago, for example, just of Kia alone, up 800%. Not, not 8, not 80, 800. How did this even start? The first incidents of the Kia challenge surfaced on TikTok and YouTube in July of 2021. I remember hearing about it back then, but I thought to myself, well, I don't live in a rough or bad neighborhood. How at risk can I be? Turns out, very, very at risk, because the kids dumb enough and reckless enough to do this are going into everyone else's neighborhoods and jacking their shit like it's Grand Theft Auto. In a desperate bid for online clout, Kids are out here sharing high-definition video recordings of their thievery. That at least is a good thing. With high-def video shared across numerous social media sites, these know-nothing slack-jawed morons are imperiling not only their lives, but their futures. Let's be honest here, folks. These are not winners. These are not intelligent kids. These are not people for whom life holds anything except a succession of ugly miseries before an expiration that cannot come soon enough. If they get a record, so be it. I'm being ungenerous. Before we get ready to castigate all teenagers as being equally susceptible to this reckless bullshit, let's remember something. Even if the videos depicting this hooliganism get millions of views, we don't see millions of teenagers out there committing Grand Theft Auto. And I don't mean just the video game, I mean like this is an actual felony. Kids that get caught doing this are going to catch some hands and then catch a lot of time. Even if people are sharing this stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're likely to act on the challenge. But we also can't deny that there are a few who will, just for online clout and the accolades of their peers, who, after high school, will vanish from their lives and leave an achievement-shaped hole in their chest. Sucks to be them. To their credit, platforms like YouTube and TikTok are taking down videos depicting exactly how the theft is committed, but those videos can be downloaded, reshared, re-uploaded to lots of other sites, sometimes just shared between individuals. If people want to learn how to do this, they're going to. They'll do it whether the videos are online or not. So if you own a Kia, are you at risk? Well, you may not necessarily be at risk of losing your vehicle if you own a Kia. Affected models are from the year 2011 to 2021 with a turnkey ignition. That's a lot of vehicles. One of my neighbors... His Kia has a push start, so it's not susceptible to the challenge. It is, however, susceptible to being broken into and vandalized by idiot teenagers who only see the Kia logo and don't bother checking for anything beyond that. This is the simple fact. If you own a Kia, you own a problem because the vandals stealing them, they're not the brightest. These are kids whose reading comprehension is limited to the bare minimum required to run a register. They only know how to steal because it was shown, step by step, in video format, how to do it. Anyway, the short answer is that if you own a Kia, and especially if you live in an area with even moderate crime rates, you might just be out of luck. My insurance agent told me flat out that this problem is across the country and that nobody is immune. Do you live in a nice, safe neighborhood? Doesn't matter. Your ride can still be taken, 
or at least broken into, in a matter of minutes. These thieves get in, get out, and get gone faster than they can be apprehended. If you own a Kia, your car might as well have a giant target on the hood. So what can we do to stop it? What a great question. I asked the dealership from whom I bought my car what could be done, and their answer was to try and sell me a lowjack system so that, if it gets stolen again, I can recover it more quickly. Yeah, that was, that was the wrong thing to tell me, because I composed a 2,000-word essay on exactly the ways in which the dealership could go fuck itself. For a while, Kia and Hyundai made sure that steering wheel locks would be made available to anybody living in an area that's particularly affected. But with the popularity of this challenge on TikTok, there isn't one goddamn place that isn't affected. Literally, anywhere you see a Kia, that's some place that's statistically likelier to incur automotive theft because taking Kias is just that easy. Now, when I retrieved my vehicle from the dealership after it was fixed, I asked again if there was anything to be done. Apparently, Kia engineers are working on a software update that prevents this method of unlawful appropriation, beginning with Kia Sportages. It'll be rolled out to other Kias afterward, but I was not given a time frame as to when. Fuck them. We're not going to sit here and wait. We need solutions now. So what's to be done? Well, I'll tell you what I did. Maybe you'll be persuaded to do the same. The first and easiest way to make sure that this gets handled is to prevent the car from being taken in the first place. To do that, I used a wheel lock. Now, if you're old enough, you might remember the presence of a long red metal bar affixed to a steering wheel back in the 90s. That was the club, and that's exactly what I bought. They're back in business, apparently, because they were quite difficult to find. It works like this. You put the club in place so that the long arm touches against your windshield. You then lock it in place, and this prevents the wheel from being turned. You can't steal what you can't drive, right? This is an effective deterrent against teenage hooligans because they aren't exactly going to put in more effort than absolutely required. The club is a big, fuck-ugly bar of steel, and unless they're carrying around a goddamn sawzall, they are not going to remove it easily. Why would they? If someone wants what you have bad enough, they're going to take it, but at least they'll have to earn it. Maybe you want one better than the club. Oh, there's another kind of wheel lock that requires you to lock it in three places on your steering wheel. This means that, to remove it, thieves would have to make three cuts in the wheel, destroying the steering wheel completely and requiring a replacement. These dirtbags are not going to waste time doing that. A boot is another option. Fix that to the front tire and they absolutely will not be able to move the ride. They might fuck up the axle trying, but a wheel that can't turn is a wheel that can't drive. Boots are also relatively inexpensive, about 50 bucks or so for a half-decent one. Clamp that thing on and your ride is, I assure you, going absolutely no place. The final option? A kill switch. There are lots of them out there, but the one I ended up buying is wireless. You affix the kill switch between the car and the battery. One button press, the battery is connected. Another button press, and it's disconnected. So even if they somehow manage to cut through my wheel to remove the club, they will end up with a car that does not start. If they want to remove the kill switch, that requires time and effort that they are probably not going to spend. You might also want to throw an AirTag in your vehicle, or even a few of them. Now, if they have an iPhone, they'll be notified that an AirTag is nearby, and maybe this will be enough to uh, deter them from making off with the vehicle. But probably not, because they're, they're kids. They're dumb. What, what do you expect? Should we have to do any of this? 
No. But we made the mistake of trusting a car manufacturer that decided to cut costs, and this is what happens as a consequence. So what if your car gets stolen? What do you do? Well, if your car has been stolen, the first thing you should do is file a police report. Your opinion on officers may not be positive, but tough shit, do it anyway. Once you get that, you contact your insurance. Give them the incident number, date, time, all that stuff. If you have neighbors who have cameras, then knock on their doors and plead for dear life that they let you have access to their tapes. Well, it's more likely not tape, it's digital, but tape just sounds more professional, doesn't it? And then you wait. This was the part that was hardest for me because being separated from my wheels was much more anxiety-inducing than I anticipated. Knowing that someone was out there joyriding and having fun and something I worked hard to afford, appreciating none of it, was tough. But fortunately, I'm in a position where the absence of a vehicle doesn't imperil my income. It doesn't really do much except inconvenience me. That's for me, of course. For other people, for folk who depend on their vehicle to get to work or who drive for a living, that could have been a life-upending tragedy. And that, I think, is what makes me so absolutely furious about the whole ordeal. If it was just me being affected, I could shrug it off. The very same day that my Kia was stolen, another was stolen only a few blocks away. It was the same color, the same year, and the same model as mine, stolen on the same day. I didn't know this at the time. At the time, I thought that someone had taken my ride and crashed it on Roosevelt Boulevard. For those of you who are not from Philadelphia, or who have never had the unique and exquisite misery of negotiating your way through traffic over that expanse of unnavigable asphalt, let me speak plainly, it fucking sucks. It's dangerous, people ride it like they own it, with no regard at all for the neighborhoods they careen through. It's an abomination of urban design, and whoever commissioned it is currently wearing some worn-out knee pads kissing the devil's ass in hell. It is dangerous. Unfortunately, the dumbass kids who stole that other person's car, they found out in the most dramatic fashion possible. They crashed. The passenger had no seatbelt and was flung through the windshield onto the pavement. The driver survived, limped away, and has not been apprehended. Consider the waste, the needless waste of all that. There was another driver involved who was unhurt but badly shaken. Imagine coming home one night, seeing that your son had not. Imagine being terrified that he had been hurt, and then having that fear realized in the most dramatic and awful way imaginable. Your son was a thief, and he died like one, abandoned by his friend, bleeding out onto the street with nobody around to help him. The worst part of this, it's better for the rest of us, that's not a kind thing to say, and I do not say it lightly. But if you are a mean enough, bitter enough, jilted enough kid to take what isn't yours and destroy someone else's life and finances, how is your presence in the world better than your absence? It does not have to be this way, of course. As I mentioned earlier, most kids are not doing this. Most kids are not imperiling themselves and everyone else with careless, callous theft and reckless behavior. But who are the kids who are engaged in this stuff? I can assure you, they don't come from happy homes. They do not come from good backgrounds. They are often the least educated, the least stable, and the most likely to end up in unfortunate, ugly situations later in adulthood. These are bad kids, and they're probably going to grow up to become bad adults. 
that's bad for us too. I really hate it. I really hate that this is the set of circumstances playing out around us. Because with only a little intervention, these kids would be leading very different lives. If circumstances were only a little bit better, a little bit kinder, perhaps they wouldn't have engaged in this kind of stuff. Now, watching all of this stuff has made me fantastically angry. And that anger is boiling up. It really is. But we should be careful that we don't let anger become hatred. The antidote to hatred and indifference is love and compassion. So let me conclude this way. I would like to address the thieves. They're never going to hear me speak, but this is more for me than for them. I've watched the video more than a hundred times. In the space of ten minutes, you managed to shatter my window, dismantle my steering column, and make off with my vehicle. One of you did the dirty work, while the other kept a lookout. You did it with deliberateness, with malevolence, with absolutely no care that you were damaging someone else's property, someone else's livelihood. You do not know me. You did not even act out of some desire to make a profit. You took it. You trashed it. You ditched it. I hope you get what you deserve. For most people, that's a positive thing. For you, it should be taken as a warning. Now, I make no pretensions about what kind of people you probably are. You're ignorant, and you deserve rebuke. But I think also that, for you to engage in this kind of behavior, you also have to have been shown a certain degree of apathy yourself. I know my neighbors, and I know you aren't any of them. You came into a different neighborhood. You knew you would not be stealing from your peers. You knew that you would never interact with any of us, and probably you rationalized the idea that whoever owned the car wouldn't give a shit if you died one way or the other. In a way, you were right. My anger overwhelmed me, and when I saw you pulling away in my car, I delighted in the daydream of finding you, pinning you down, and bashing your fuck ugly face in with a goddamn brick. I admit I wanted to do terrible things to you. But how would that have made things better? No, I am not horrible enough to commit a crime, but I'll tell you this. I know what it's like to be jilted, mistreated, neglected, and ignored by people simply because you don't look like they do, because you don't share the same background. I know and love too many people who don't look like me not to know exactly how rough you must have had it in your daily lives. I know that the odds are stacked against you, and they always will be. What you did to me was basically create an expensive inconvenience. But you, I believe I know what your future holds. Lowered expectations, disappointment, and want of something better. You will never have enough, and what you have will never be as good as what I've got. The hell of it is, I don't actually want this for you. Once my anger subsided, I realized that there is no way to eliminate the ugliness of the world by reciprocating it. Against all odds, I feel anger, but I don't feel hatred. I don't know you. I don't know your circumstances. It shouldn't matter at all, but it does, doesn't it? I believe you have been shown a lot of ugliness from other people, and that you can commit this crime because you don't give a shit about the people you hurt. But why is that? Are you just naturally a conscienceless monster? No. Very few people are like that. I believe you did this because you had made up your mind already about the sort of person you were robbing. 
I believe you did this because you have never been shown any reason to believe other people give a damn unless they really are your direct peers or if they're family. I don't want you to hurt or suffer. That wouldn't do any good. I want you to learn, but that might be asking for too much. My damning indictment of you is this. You will be failures with mediocre, middling lives, and you will contribute nothing to this beautiful world of ours. This earth will keep right on spinning, the sun will keep on rising, and eventually it'll rise and set on your grave. If you live a century, which is a very remote chance, you will have nothing to show for the years of your misspent life. And I hope, whoever you are, wherever you are, you eventually smarten up, learn kindness. It's not going to happen, but a man can still hope. So to the thieves, I give you something you do not deserve, which may have been withheld from you all your young lives. I offer you just this, forgiveness. What you do with it is up to you. Well, I said what I wanted to. It was more for my sake than for yours anyway, but it still needed to be said. Until next time, folks, stay loud. And for God's sake, don't buy Kia. (laughs) 